We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Beamich and Finley, 106.7, the fan. Uh, our guy Sam Fortier from the Washington Post, we're hoping, can join us. He is on Jalen Carter duty for the Post. Um, there has been a report from... Not sure who it is that Carter actually left last night. If you're unaware of the news, the uh, one of the top prospects in this year's NFL draft, just an absolute stud NFL DT out of University of Georgia, um, a, a guy that there was a lot of excitement about possibly being the number one overall pick. Uh, the Athens, Georgia Police Department put out an arrest warrant for him this morning about 20 minutes before he was set to address the media at the nfl combine and they basically have have said that he was involved in the reckless driving case that cost a georgia football player and a georgia staffer their lives um last month i it it, the story's awful and you hope it's not true um certainly condolences most importantly to the, the the people and their families that lost their lives but it's hard to wonder why this news just came out this morning. The, yeah. the timing is, is pretty awful. Um, Jalen Carter's scheduled to talk at 1030, has not made it to the podium yet. I'd be stunned. If he left if he last does. night, he ain't going to be there. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we haven't heard anything yet. But uh, if I was this kid, if I was this kid's parents, if I was this kid's lawyer or agent, hell no, you're not talking today. No. I, I would uh, – Go home and and answer questions. I mean, that's the whole thing about it because, let's be real, if they were racing, two people racing. Right. And if someone lost control, you're going to blame him for that? So, I mean, you you need to go answer the questions and and talk. Say what you know. Sure. I I would uh, meet with my lawyers first and and lock in exactly what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, but I just, to me, it's the timing aspect of this. You're, you're trying to get maximum eyeballs. This isn't about, uh, unless just some, some evidence happened to arrive last night, I just find it very hard to believe that this isn't on some level grandstanding by a police department or politicians or something. JP, uh, media and police departments are no longer what they used to be. Everybody cares about eyeballs and, and hits and likes and Twitter and this, that, and the other. That, that's just what the world is now. It's not about let's get the stories out and let's uh, report things in a proper way. It's about how big you make yourself. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're not wrong. Everybody wants to get that influencer status. So I, um, I wanted to talk a couple things Eagles real quick, if, if Landfill will allow us to. Um, obviously the that. Eagles, <laughs> I bet. Um, I want to say one good thing about a person I haven't said a lot of good things about. Um, Nick Sirianni's clearly a good coach. The Eagles head coach has been there two years. His first year, they made it to the wild card unexpectedly. His second season, that team was really a, a a juggernaut. A juggernaut. I mean, they were great, and they made it to the Super Bowl. They lost in the Super Bowl. Um, and I've said plenty of things 
I, I don't think you can question Nick Sirianni, the coach, at least through two seasons. They, they've done a lot of things right and put a lot of players in position to succeed. And even though I think he was fake crying during the national anthem at the Super Bowl, um, and I think wearing, like, the Philly, yesterday he was wearing Phillies gear. And the thing that really bothers me about him is the unnecessary cheap shots he took at Art Monk and Daryl Green. That I won't give up. But I did think it was worth pointing out something I saw yesterday as I have taken plenty of shots at him. Um, and, and that is that yesterday Sirianni was sitting down. He did a lot of media. And he sat down with a, a young man in a wheelchair that there's no way that was a required media session. And apparently this it was a young boy that's a huge Eagles fan. And uh, I just thought that was a really classy move. So I wanted to publicly tell that story about Nick Sirianni. Landfill, I hope you're happy. I'm always happy. Nick Sirianni is great. Um, all right, I want to switch gears. Our I guy, still don't Sam think he Ford. was fake crying, J.P. Well, I do. Dude, um, our, you, you, I wish one day you had a, something where they're putting you, you – you're at the highest ranking of your business in, in, in writing, and I wish you cried. I'm going to say you just like you, like Nick Sirianni, you fake it. <laughs> um, maybe not. Maybe you're right, B. Uh, right now, though, we're excited to be joined by our guy Sam Fortier from the Washington Post. Sammy, I know you were on Jalen Carter duty over there at the podium What'd you learn? Is it official? He's not coming. Where are we at? Yeah, uh, NFL comms official Mike Senora came over and he said, you know, there are six players that are still in medical uh, that will not be speaking to the media today. We asked, is Jalen Carter one of those six? He said yes, but he's not going to be speaking to to the media. Um, I assume I, – I don't want to assume anything here. The, the By far the most important thing is – justice and and understanding for the two people that lost their lives in this but for for this news to come out about jalen carter this morning about 20 minutes before he's scheduled to speak to the media the timing seems seems awfully awfully coincidental yeah i i don't know if you agree with yeah i mean the scrum of reporters that were standing over there waiting you know for about a half hour before senora came out kind of somebody compared this to the laramie tunsil bong mask draft night situation and to me, I mean, it, that's nah, a tough comparison because there are, there are two dude. people that lost their lives. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's necessarily fair. But, I mean, in terms of someone about to, to get up and speak to people and, and you know, them being already um, the topic of conversation, you know, being a top pick and then for that to happen, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever been a part of anything like that. Yeah. It, I mean, so I was here kind of early. I watched Will Anderson talk to Bama kid that there's so much excitement about. And really the debate was kind of Will Anderson – or Jalen Carter as the top defensive player off the board. There's been some, some talk around Tyree Wilson. Now you have to wonder what the hell is going to happen going forward. And um, it's just a, a, a tough – we don't know enough, so you don't want to speculate too much. But, but man, that's just a, a bad situation all around. Yeah. Um, Sammy, let's get to another bad situation all around. Um, what what your organ, what the Post has been reporting, what ESPN reported yesterday, I mean, there's – there's almost like two distinct avenues in the sales stuff. Um, what do you make of perhaps the last 48 hours surrounding Dan Snyder, the indemnity requests, and then the secret $55 million loan? Yeah, I'll, I'll let my colleagues, Nikki Javala, Mark Maskey, people who have been running point on that, kind of speak on the specifics of the indemnity request and, and some of the bank uh, fraud allegations and, and some of that stuff that's been coming out. Um, but to me, I mean, 
this sort of sets up a, a, a frenetic push into owners meetings at the end of this month, right? Like, uh, the, the sales stuff timeline, I think that's always very challenging to figure out, especially when, uh, you know, you have, you know, two parties here who, who aren't incentivized, uh, you know, to be, to be issuing timelines publicly. But to me, it's, it's just another twist and turn, right? Like this is, it was never going to go any way, but this, right? Totally. Totally. I mean, just, just totally. Um, Let's try to get to some football. It's hard to do between the commanders and everything going on with Carter this morning, but let's try to get to some football. Ron now has talked about two months. I mean, really since the season ended is when he first mentioned Howell as the guy for next year. And then this week he's kind of, weirdly backing off that but not really saying he's not the starter but he is QB1 and and what do you make of the conversation surrounding Howell and the commander's quarterback situation it's hedging it's double speak it's trying to have it both ways and, and maybe it's because you don't feel internally like you're ready to commit to Howell depending on what the situation is but and I'm not saying that's disingenuous I'm just saying like there has been inconsistent messaging on this the entire time. I don't know how you say someone's not your starter, but he's QB1. I, I get you want to compete. I get you want to go out and get a veteran um, and have a competition, uh, particularly because I think the, the last two years that you've tried to go get somebody, it, it hasn't worked out. And, and the year before that, when, when you came in and, and you had a guy that you had to test out um, and you couldn't go get someone over him, that's another situation. So to me, it's, it's that they don't know. You know, like if they go out and get a, a veteran who they feel confident in, could he start over Sam Howell? Sure. I think ultimately this is like the Deron Payne franchise tag. This is everything that I am hearing from Ron Rivera is that, you know, we are going to do whatever it takes to maximize the number of wins this year because with a new owner, you know, who knows what could happen. So whatever that situation is, I think that's what they'll do. Could it be as simple as this? Ron made that statement. Then he hired an offensive coordinator. And he sat down with that coordinator and he said, look, Coach, uh we need to backtrack that little statement about he's quarterback one already. I, I like the kid. We went through him, but I don't know if he's ready to handle everything I got in store for him or you something that, like that. Yeah, I think that's possible. But at the same time, if you go back to Ron's press conference the Monday after the season finale, he wasn't ready to anoint Sam. You know, he was saying, oh, you know, we, we like him. We'll see. We're still going to explore other options in uh, in, in you know, the off season, And then when you come back about a week later for his end-of-season presser, kind of setting up the off season, then he says, oh, we think Sam's the guy. He could be QB1. It's his job to lose. And so to me, you know, w- what sort of happened between that week uh, where he then, you know, kind of comes out and more forcefully endorses him? So here's the other part of this is I, I get wanting to kind of keep your options open. And I don't know that you agree with me but brian and i are in the camp i'm not expecting a a whole bunch of free agent activity from this organization i i I mean Derek carr is going to be way out of the realm of possibility for what that's going to cost and then you go down the options of of the quarterbacks that are available i think they'd like garoppolo but that price tag may get to be too high i don't know that there's somebody that will come in that will look like a definitive starter over how you know i mean if you sign Mariota or or Tyrod or – yeah, right. Like, I mean, you'd like to think Howell can beat those guys out. Yeah, and if he can't, then that's, you know, an indictment on, on you know, what you have set up and the, the structure you have going forward. I absolutely believe that. That's why, that's why I'm saying, like, I think that it's all about maximizing wins for this year. They don't have that formula yet. They don't have the answers. 
But, like, when they get to camp, you know, whoever it is, like, if Andy Dalton comes in and is, they think, a better solution, and I'm not saying, like, that would obviously be, you know, not ideal for them, but if that's the solution, I think that's what they're going to ride with because I think they need the most number of wins from this staff uh, as possible. And I think that – it's March first. Why do we have to say who the starter is today? To well, be honest I think with that's you. why they've been saying QB one. Yeah, because but, he's the only QB on the roster, and, and that's it. Because I just think ultimately, I made the comment last year, and I'm gonna make it again. Sometimes coach just talks too much. If he says less, then he don't have all these questions coming at him. I I think that honestly goes back to the run first philosophy too. I know that exactly. You know, I asked I asked him about it yesterday, and he said, "Oh well, you know, it was two to one ratio. That that didn't mean that." But before Mar Mayhew said we want to be two to one run, Ron was saying earlier in that presser, "We want to be run first. Right. And so it, it so to me, it's like he said it during the season. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe we know he went to Scott Turner and told him to do that. Right. <laughs> so, like, I, I some of this isn't a surprise. And, and B, you're right. You know what? I thought Ron handled really well yesterday was, um, I don't know who the reporter was, is when we were at the podium for Ron, mm. and some dude from the back row yelled out, hey, can you comment on the Dan Snyder story? And Ron was like, what story? He's like, the new one. And Ron's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm here to find football players. There's a version of that answer with how, with all this stuff that is, yeah, Sam's the current quarterback on our roster. We're really excited about him. You know what I mean? Like, you could – there, you, I get – go back to the Fitzpatrick season when they had gotten the deal done with Heineke, but it was very obvious that Fitz was going to be their starter, and he refused to say it. Just Fitz is going to be our starter, and we'll see what happens. I mean, anybody – we were at OTAs. We were at camp. Not to mention the dollar figures speak volumes in the NFL, and Fitz was making 10, and Taylor was making about one. That's going to be the starter, man. Like Some of this doesn't have to be quite so complicated all the time, I would say. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it goes back to the, the Curtis Samuel situation as well. I think, you know, when Ron wants to put the player, you know, if a player wants something, Ron will try to give it to him, but sometimes that forces you to put yourself in knots publicly as well. Right. Uh, let's switch to the draft because that's what the combine is at least nominally about. Um, it seems like it's going to be a tackle or a corner. Is there is there a prospect you really like? Is, do you think one of these top tackles makes it to 16 or you rolling the dice a little bit more with the kid out of Georgia? What do you think? Yeah, there are some prospects. That I, like. I think they could go – I think maybe they go guard too. I, I think tackle is likelier, obviously, premium position in the first round. But the, the Illinois kid, Devin Witherspoon, if he fell, I think that would be huge for them. I know Joey Porter Jr. has been, has been talked about. I mean, obviously, I think it's, it's too early to tell right now and I think this with, with all mock drafts right like I, I have a hard time putting any stock in a mock draft before free agency happens because w- what if you go out and you get a deal you didn't you didn't expect and, and you you know you end up liking and you get a tackle or you know you go get a center or you go get you know that changes totally your approach to the draft so uh, I know we don't expect them to do a ton in free agency but uh, I think it's probably too early to start zeroing in on prospects any positions you think based off of your uh, assessment that they should be looking at more than others yeah, I think I think corner at the top of the draft is, is super strong, um, and I, I actually went down to to Exos in in Frisco uh, for a story I'm working on and got to talk to Witherspoon for a little bit. He seems like a real impressive kid. Um, that's he, the Illinois kid. Yeah, that's the yeah. Illinois kid. Um, I, it seems like there's like four corners that all get talked about there. Yeah. there's Joey Porter out of Penn State. Um, Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Right. Is there's I, I thought there was one more. It, it's 
when you get to that level of corner, they're all going to be bunched up right there. Is the positional value of tackle worth reaching there? Yeah, I, if you think, like, if he is a guy that you say, okay, he steps in, uh, Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Uh, if, if um, you know, if he's a guy that you say, hey, from day one, he's our starting right tackle, and we have tremendous confidence he'll be in a huge upgrade over Sam Cosby. We slide Sam Cosby into inside the guard, and you have that st- like stabilized. I think that is worth it. Um, what do you think of the kid Broderick Jones, the big, raw kid from from Georgia? I, I haven't gotten to watch him a ton. I know he's he's been you know there's been a lot of buzz, but I haven't gotten to dig super deep in on him yet. Gotcha. It, I think. For me, even with the release of Bobby McCain, I feel like you can, you have more jigsaw pieces in the secondary with the young safeties they have, and if you get St. Juice back fully healthy and what you have from Butler. I just think the line really needs more. And, and, and you mentioned something that all signs are pointing towards Rivera needing to win this year, and, and it's understandable because they're more likely than not going to be an ownership change. And if, if you're making all these moves for this year, what helps you more this year? I'm not sure the answer, but if you get a right tackle, or if, say you get a tackle that you think can play right for you this year and maybe a year from now can play left for you, and you can bump Cosme inside and that alleviates a need at guard, then at least it seems like they trust Norwell and Leno on the left side. Then you have to address center and free agency, but maybe you can rebuild that line with one move if it's the right guy. I, I don't know about one move. I think I'm skeptical of that, especially, like, even including Norwell. Like, I, th- I think you got to, like, I, yeah. <laughs> you got to <laughs> change some stuff. And Chris Paul, you know, I think he played all right in, in that uh, in the last week of the season, so maybe he's your left guard. But regardless, like, to me it's it's about the prospect. I, I, it's the position for sure. But last year, I mean, the only non-senior, non-redshirt senior that they picked was Sam Howell. So I think that it depends, you know, okay, we like this guy's talent, but is he ready to go? right away yeah um i I do want to talk about some of ron's comments about specific players and restructures and all that from yesterday i don't can you stick around you have stuff to do if you have to run you have to run that's fine i got i got one more me okay let's um let's do this b quick break we're gonna we're gonna keep sammy here i want to talk i want to start the conversation around logan thomas and then see what, if any, restructures or potential cuts we still see coming. We know they've released Carson Wentz. We know they've released Bobby McCain. But I'd be hard-pressed if they're done. So we're going to dig into what other moves might be coming before league year opens on March 15th. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to me, Mitchell Finley. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.